0: That's how we survive here. Our superior will.
1: Listen and subscribe to the Table of Truth on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts.
2: Gotta hear my spiritual Baby mantra.
1: <laughs> 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 Welcome everybody to Blurred Lines. This is your man Cam. With me, as always, is
3: the other Cam. Cam Square. Cam to the umpteenth power.
1: As well
0: as uh you will kneel before Zod. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, not...
1: and as always <laughs> Professor Dr. Doom is D. <laughs> What's up, everybody? And uh we are we have come together to praise and to make a plea for one of our favorite shows, Young Justice. And Woo. as you've heard from the intro with the House of Zod, uh this season was pretty dope. <laughs> yes,
0: that was the 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 choir of Zod. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Live yeah. at the yeah. Tabernacle of Zod. Yes. Yeah. And I was laughing because like I'm in another like, you no, know, yo, geek group, like black, black bunch of black dudes, whatever. And so like every week I say the exact same thing. I'm like, yo, I know you guys aren't watching Young Justice. But this is the best superhero anything that's on TV right now. (laughs) Amen. Yes, said two times and it'll still be true. And purely because I would say two reasons: one, the character development of the show is amazing. Um, The they've carried the same element that came over from Justice League Unlimited. Where they can take any random ass character from the DC universe and make you care about them, and with one episode, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, why do I care about Rocket? I don't care about Rocket. Now I care mm-hmm. about Rocket. What? What? This doesn't make no sense. Why do All you of a care sudden, about Orphan? Why do you yeah, care about Orphan? Yeah, like literally, Like literally. Oh, like, Onyx. You, Onyx. Yeah, Onyx was in this. Yo, they just pick out. Random characters, and then they're just like on some, just like yo, we're gonna make you care about them because you we will care, care about them. Yep, Starting we're gonna give you now. one one line of dialogue, like three to four minutes of extra backstory, and then boom, now you're hooked. You're and right so, in. I would say the the one thing I was, you know, we were a little bit worried earlier on because the first four episodes were focusing on Mars and, um, you know, Connor and Miss Martian out there was actually kind of boring. But then, literally, that four episodes boringness like brought a bunch of
3: greatness (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. i I would mention too uh, as someone who has not watched the later seasons and stopped at a certain arc of season two i've been hearing it so much on my timeline um from you guys and other forums that i need to come back and catch this show So um, I'm hearing a lot of good things. When I last left off, I don't know why I stopped watching. I think the season was over. We didn't know if they were going to bring it back, I think.
2: Yeah. And here we go.
3: And here we go. (laughs) And I totally forgot. And then all of a sudden people was like, yo, this Young Justice is the truth. T-R-O-O-F. So I'm like, all right, I'm coming back.
2: Yeah. And it's, yeah. And I think one of the things that's great about Young Justice, this is just a small example because the movies depend have depended on Batman for the last 20 to 30 years. And bats only appears one time in this entire last season Mm -hmm. of young justice. He only appears one and he doesn't say anything, but he's there. But that just speaks to the fact that there's, we know he exists in the world. We know that it's set up so well and developed so well that we know that at some point we might get a story where we learn what Batman was doing, or we may not. It may just be a part of his ongoing, his ongoing history, but the uh, season four phantoms definitely set us up and each season of young justice has changed the structure of the storytelling. Mm -hmm. We mentioned in season two where, um, the beginning of that season is 5 years or something after season 1 so season 1 we left the characters there um early teens or something like that they're mid teens uh and season 2 they're basically late uh, college right they're like college um no high school yeah, late teens yeah 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 um but anyway they match the story structure with where the the characters are um With where the characters are in the in the in their respective age groups and i think that that's what makes each season unique in itself but it continues that through line of great continuity great character development and great balanced plot um plot action um and that's what where we are because this season like i said first three episodes totally unrelated for the next three episodes they Gave us each little pods of arcs, but then it all book in and paid off in probably the most rewarding four to five final episodes I've seen on in television. Period. Agreed. Wait,
3: what, what season are they on right now? This is the fourth season. The fourth, okay. Yeah, and it's subtitled
2: uh Phantoms for very good reason. And each season, again, they they subtitle it really well, and you kind of wonder this season had me wondering for a while, okay, where is the phantoms? where is it come I was guessing thematically and you're still right on the themes, but when it really punches you what the phantom is, you know, it's it's one of those reveals that again, you expect from live action, you don't expect to get mm-hmm. that kind of experience and feeling
1: from uh from uh yeah, animated series. Yeah. Yeah, sure. exactly. And I think that's the thing that's like their overarching um, character development and plot development was always on a top-notch tier. Because even if each, each uh, you know, they broke up this season to, like, what, four different tranches, roughly? Four to five? Yeah. Yeah. And each one, although they were separate, they all, like, linked back to the overall narrative. So mm-hmm. like you can you know you can you know they went off on a whole section you know four to five episodes talking about Artemis and her whole struggle and da 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 da, da but that's still linked into the main narrative. Then they went on to Calder being out in Atlantis and like you know in his whole situation and it's still linked to the overall narrative. And I thought that was like super interesting Same with Satana and all that. So again, mm-hmm. we're using all these different characters that like and these are like anywhere from B B ish characters to some are you know. Knocking at the door of an A list character, but none of these are like you know the main joints. And I I think Mm -hmm. to like what D'Angelo was saying too is like, yeah, when Wonder Woman or Superman or Batman show up, it's in a very limited capacity, and they're there literally just as in like just to let you know that they're there, and then you know they're not doing anything that's going to push the narrative along, they're just like. You know, they they have a small piece and then it keeps it moving. But I think that's the one thing that they that Young Justice does better than most of the DC TV shows and the movies is like they let you know that these people exist in this actual universe. So we know that Batman's here, but Batman doesn't have to be here. So, you know, Batman's not here, but we see Orphan. We see Artemis. We see, you know, Huntress. We see like, you know, all these spoiler. We see all these different Bat family people. But knowing that, oh, Batman's in this vicinity of the situation Or, you know, one of my favorite uh, scenes was when Talia has a little Damien as a baby. Mm -hmm. And, like, he is, like, super perceptive about everything that's going on. But, like, we know this is Damien. Batman's kid is about to be a badass Robin. But in this particular instance, he's just a kid just chilling. And we're, like, even though in that small moment you see a girl still get a glimpse of Damien the badass that we're going to see in the next, you know, X amount of, like, time jump, Mm -hmm. if you want to put it that way.
2: And that's also a great tease because that you see they show you talia and damien but we haven't seen bruce batman interact with them so Mm -hmm. you know that that they already that's the writer saying there's something here that we have yet to talk to you about just stay tuned because obviously we know the lord they're not going to change damien's parentage. like this that's just like that's sacrilege so mm -hmm, you know and i think one of the great things about the way they told the story is they using the sort of in film uh, cinema uh, is known as Hitchcockian suspense, where the audience is given all the information, mm-hmm. and every we know everything, but the main characters only know pieces, only know what their perspective what their perspectives are allowed to al- allow them to know. So it's fun to as an audience member to say to at the same time play your own investigation. Of how this is all going to come together and then we get to the point where the characters actually sit down and say hey how do we all get to get here mm-hmm. and have to retrace the the uh the steps that the audience already knows yeah, so I mean, there's again speaking to just that level of narrative structure that they put into each of these seasons uh to add to the the experience it's better than anything live-action um, or animated that's going on, especially in superhero TV, and I would dare say even in movies, in terms of its sophistication and the level of storytelling that that that's involved, and especially the level of stakes that the, and the way they commit to it. Yeah. I think you you you. Uh, for me, it it was season
0: two, where they had the time jump, and. I remember when so I, I, I was late uh on the train. I think I want to say I started watching somewhere in the middle of season two, uh mm-hmm. after someone made me. <laughs> yeah. Um and I remember finishing season one, like, oh that was dope. You get to season two and they start you with the time jump that they don't explain. Mm-hmm. Nope. At and all. I remember thinking to myself, is this, is did I miss an episode? Like did I start <laughs> at, the wrong, <laughs> at the wrong spot? yeah and it took about an hour like literally just like because i had files that i obtained um and i'm i'm sitting there trying to figure out like all right this says season two episode one but yeah. like like and it didn't dawn on me oh they're doing a time jump like if this was live action mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so when i finally just sat down i was like all right screw it i guess i don't have the episodes i'll just start here and they re- then they reveal that Calder is actually... It has been undercover for a year, however, however long it's been. Uh, Robin is now Nightwing. That was the thing that led through me. I was like, is that Nightwing? Okay, <laughs> you, know, you
3: know, when you say that, it's funny because you were the one that is always an avid. You were putting me on, what was it, the Russian version of Superman? That whole story? And Batman was a Red proletariat?
2: Yeah.
0: Red yeah.
3: So, So to hear you say... He wasn't really on it. Shockingly, that shocks me because you be on it. Like, you be sending me stuff that I ain't never heard of on the DC show. So,
0: I was watching it real time uh, when it first dropped. And the first few episodes made me feel like it was a kid, like, it's it's a kid's show. I'm not watching that. Like, it it, it, it didn't, you know, it didn't really do it for me. And uh, my homie Kyle and my homegirl Amaris were like, Are you out of your mind? You need to keep watching this show. And I was like, all right, you know, really, like, if it's like that, all right, cool. Um, And in very short order, and I want to say, like, I kept watching, I I started watching, and I was like, oh, this is exactly what I thought it was. It's just, you know, this is like reading a YA novel. This is driving me bananas. And then (laughs) it gets to the episode where uh, the team has to sacrifice themselves in a no-win scenario. Oh yes, um, that Miss Martian creates, um, and I guess, the, and I think it was the shock of losing her teammate, the first batch of teammates that died in the no-win scenario, that sort of made the whole thing very real for everybody. And basically, the only way to finish the mission and snap out of the, out of the, uh, out of the, out of the mental illusion, the the, te- the telepathic illusion she creates. Is literally the entire team has to sacrifice themselves, so they go down the line and just whittling off uh, um, uh, uh, teammates, uh, trying to thwart this one threat that's just impossible to beat, and right. that's because she created this no-win scenario in her mind. Yeah, and then so that wasn't enough. That was a great episode, <laughs> but then the episode after you're dealing with the ramifications of that the trauma. And
2: yeah. You have black canary doing therapy sessions with the entire team with all and she's dealing with all of the things that they and that's when you realize that oh we're not just seeing random shit we're seeing we're seeing world building yeah and i think one of the to add to what josh said one of the moments that really made me that was a a great episode and another Mm -hmm. moment to add on to that was when um i think it was revealed that Vandal Savage was the one behind the Light. When the oh, Light man. finally yes. revealed, when it was revealed who was by, was uh, members of the Light, mm-hmm. it was it was like it was kind of like wow, this isn't just one DC super villain. This is all it's,
1: of them. All of them yeah. they're
2: like extremely organized, like Illuminati style. And and I like
1: know. that. They, and I like that they did that because like you know even with Josh's point about that pivotal episode because as the viewer you're just dropped in so right. you don't know what's going on so you're just nope. watching it and you're like oh shit green lantern and superman just got took it out okay i'm, I'm assuming they got teleported into something else and you're watching yeah, it right, and then right. you're like oh wait no they're dead like wait what the hell's going on right now and then later you don't you know until like 19 minutes into the episode mm-hmm. that they're in a, in a simulation so you're just like lost just like they are and yeah. then they bring you in like oh no 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 this is a thing And then, like you said, over the next four episodes after that, Mm -hmm. everybody's in therapy. Talking about their experiences, what it was, why each person, why why they're growing, why they're why they why they weren't tripping, why they were mm-hmm. tripping, why they were uh, ap- apathetic about it, and so now you now you're starting to grow with these characters yes. over this quote unquote trauma that you've experienced and that they've experienced. The you truth. felt
2: the same trauma in that and... knowing that there was no answer to what was happening. You saw mm-hmm. Superman kill. First of all, when you see Superman kill. Then you know that there is like it's
3: trouble for these characters. Mm-hmm. You, you know, what's funny. Sorry to cut you off. No, it's all The fact there's nothing young about superheroes and therapy. And you know who needs therapy the most is Batman.
1: <laughs> <of all. laughs>
3: and, and you <laughs> know what? They make
2: no shortage of making jokes about Batman's mental. 100%. And that's 100%. what makes it great because um, one of the best moments is when Black Lightning takes him to task. In the yeah. uh in the uh one of the seasons um when uh Batman, not to spoil it because I know there's still stuff you haven't watched, Cam, but um Batman play does one of his Batman ass moves um against <laughs> the league against the league. <laughs>
3: Batman ass um,
2: moves, yeah. Um which is in his mind necessary to, to for the mission, right? Mm-hmm. Um and Black Lightning is like uh basically like no motherfucker, like you can't just like do whatever you want anytime, because otherwise this doesn't mean anything. Like you're crazy. Like you, you, you got <laughs> problems, man. Like you, you, you rich white man, crazy man. Like, you, you got, <laughs> but it was, it was. Bat, and
0: and the, the beauty of it is, bats kind of just squints at him, like.
2: Yeah, I'm, but but he. <laughs> you know, there's a moment where he says something to bats that resonates because bats drops the the smug look. And kind of contemplates what he said. Like I don't remember exactly what he said about Bat's actions, but it was kind of one of those, he gave like, like
0: a really lengthy monologue about you know what the what the Justice League is supposed to mean, and you know if it's well, by all, if it's that, by anything he, is necessary, we're no
2: better than the bad guys, kind of thing. Right, but that was when he gave like to the whole group. I'm saying he said something to Bat's 101 Ooh. that had Bat. Oh, he looking. G'd off on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He went on. Him. He went on. Yeah, him. yeah, yeah. yeah that's what I was referring to but okay okay but either way to all the points you have moments. these are scenes that just further develop the world and engulf you in it like you that moment where he goes off on bats is earned it's it's one of you as an artist member you're as frustrated because they it's not just a simple the the the, the way they've written the light as antagonists is that they're not just pure evil they are the inverse of the Justice League and what they stand for um, but a different method of how to achieve it and and I think Vandal Savage being the main or the pro- the main antagonist the leader it, it makes sense because he's sort of that representation of you know you, you either die the hero or you live literally him long enough to, to become the, the villain or at least a misanthropic uh, hero by proxy <laughs> because, yeah. he, you know, he fashions himself as a savior, a champion of Earth, um, but he is very misanthropic. He hates human- the rest of humanity. So, you know, that sets up a really good dynamic and dichotomy between your superheroes who are thought to be one thing and your villains who are believed to be another. Yeah. And they do that excellent job each season of, sh- of showing more of vandal's lineage of his long life and how he's sort of just a great anchor for all of this stuff and it all comes back to him and and it's 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 great it's just brilliant
1: storytelling man. and it makes it uh it it gives vandal savage a more um pivotal like marker within the dcu in general yeah. like, you know he's responsible for Lances. Right. He's responsible for Doctor Fate. He's responsible for the humans. Yeah. like he's the basis for all this what's, shit. What's beautiful though is
0: the it, it, it. It's clear that they did the 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 Vandal Savage Starro episode as kind of like a filler episode. It's clear as day.
2: That and that it felt a, like a a filler episode, but then you but think it back, was brilliantly done.
0: And so it's clear. It's also clear to me that the writers or, or the, the the powers that be are paying attention to what resonates with fans because fans were like, "Yo, that was filler," but that was one of the best episodes of the entire series. Oh, and lovely. the writers went, "Oh, word." Yeah, and they wrote more stuff based on that one episode, but yeah. Josh- basically just filled in the whole. Vandal Savage is responsible for literally everything you're watching right now.
2: Everything, and it makes sense. He's fit, he's lived for half the literally half the time that humans have actually been humans, and not Neanderthals or what came before. But Josh, mm-hmm. remember the Star Wars episode uh, was filler a little bit. But remember, they had the whole episode in Atlantis before that, where they where you find where they had Starro and then Vandal mm-hmm. savage they uh they used in the finale of season 1 the starro chips for the um yes. the, the mind control so right. that was looping back to the whole uh, to the to the season finale to the whole first season in which that's what another again that's why but they downplayed it they didn't say mm-hmm. oh remember when this alien was was that low they were like you saw it you had to watch yeah. it. you had to be there and that's what's was, great about it. Mean, there,
0: there's so much wholesome goodness in this series. I, 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 um, so, my, my homie, uh, who will be referred to as Female D, both in name <laughs> and in professorial uh, professorial, uh, academic knowledge, I've been trying, <laughs> like, I got her to watch it, and she couldn't latch on because the young adult, young adult thing was just too heavy for her. D, that, my love, if you're listening to this, I hope you hearing all of this praise that this show is getting and you give it another (laughs) shot
1: because you need
0: that show in your life as someone who is also a writer like my man D'Angelo here and is at least as learned as he is in the arts of, 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 of the written word, when it comes to entertainment and fiction, I
2: implore you to try to watch this show again,
0: please man. Yeah.
2: And I think that's it enough that early those early episodes if you approach it as okay this is world building these things seem minuscure menial not important at the time then appreciate the fact that later those things book in what we were originally seeing and just adds and expands the uh overall um the the myth building the storytelling um i think that makes it worth it, but it is hard to get through that point. But yeah, I it, have the same it's, problem. It's total. I did too. It's total world building. But now I'll say this: if
1: I go back and rewatch it, I like it more. Yes, true, true, true.
2: You, you, I would,
1: I, yeah, one hundred percent. I would say that if those first six episodes, six to eight, you know, first watch, it's like your typical kind of like cartoon show, eighteen mm-hmm. kids doing their thing, but like. Now with the context of everything else and you see it, the world building they were doing in those first six six to eight episodes was very pivotal to the whole thing. Because like Dude, as this, I was watching it fellow academic telling you that you should watch this show. I'm telling you, you need <laughs> this in your life. And I think you know, Young Justice did a great job of carrying over Justice League Unlimited's um level of character development yes. when they brought into their narrative. And like again just the unlimited was really dope because legit, there are so many characters in the DC universe. Mm-hmm. We don't know all of them. And they would literally just throw a bunch of like five of them, throw them into an episode, and now by the end of the episode you care about this random, you know, the yeah. uh, two 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 gun kid or whatever the hell they like, uh,
2: The question or 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 yep. booster go I mean like Definitely. who would have thought I never thought I would care about Booster Gold or The Question. And like
1: watching Justin
2: (laughs) I actually believe now, especially watching now, I'm thinking like, man, those two would make good modern adaptations. Like Booster Gold got a pretty good prince behind him being a a guy from the future with future tech or whatever. And um, um, the question, maybe not just because he's kind of like Batman without the mask, but with the mask. Yep, of a blank face. He, but he's like the the classic noir detective, like yeah. So like gumshoe, really yeah. gumshoe, exactly. You can really have fun with like an HBO Max um uh series. Oh, definitely. With the question and yeah. have it be the ground floor DC build world building. Mm-hmm. If you're still gonna do a, a DC
1: cinematic universe. I don't yeah. know what it is right no, now. No, but. and you're right though. I think those that that's and I think for, you know, Young Justice again, they did a really good job of pulling in the random different um characters into it and like and again, now in the season 4 it wasn't without its faults, like you know, they they totally sidelined um Beast Boy who was a pretty big pivotal character in yeah. the, the yeah. previous seasons. They gave him a whole story arc that was kind of depressing kind of mm-hmm. annoying. Now, they paid it off and it was actually pretty decent. But you know, they do have their, you know, and then then when they I did they add, hit on it a
0: little too long.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They, 100%. Did. they did. Um but then when they did add in, you know, new characters they made these new characters have something interesting to do. So Forager, awesome new character. You don't know anything about Forager in season three. By the forager, end, you're like, I love Forager. Forager is amazing. Oh, man. I, season, I, I, forager, man. I, and then season four, they just take Forager and make him even cooler. So yes. I think those are those things where it's like, again, it was a great example of introducing a new character, making you give him, give him an actual full life of, like, depth and actual, like, worth and then using him in a way that would add the overall narrative. So then in season four, when he does show up, you're like, oh, of course Forager's there, because that's, that's what Forager does. And, and in, Forager. Forager is Forager. Forager, Forager is
3: Forager. Forager. Yes. <laughs> yo, yo, let me ask the group of qu- two questions. First two seasons of Marvel's Greatest Adventures, or Marvel's Avengers, excuse me.
1: Oh, uh, Earth's, Marty's Heroes? Yeah, Earth's
3: My- Mightiest Heroes? Earth's Mighty's Heroes. The yes. first two seasons of that, or this.
2: Whoa. Well, you know, my um, answer, I'm I'm not even gonna even pretend like I, I have a. It's totally this young justice. Yeah, You're yeah, right yeah. Right. Justice. yeah. the
3: the mightiest the, the Earth Mightiest Heroes was really really good. It yeah, or the really movies good, but the took over. Was
0: terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they just plowed through all yeah. sorts of
1: story at a yeah.
0: rapid pace. Yeah, yeah. I, I, okay. I would. I would say that to
1: Josh, that's I was asking Josh, to Josh's credit, like I was like Earth's Mightiest Heroes is good. But they plowed through so many stories in such yes. a quick fashion. It was still enjoyable, and it's enjoyable to watch. But it was like you didn't really get a time to like really digest no. No. like one story arc, and all of a sudden, boom, you're into another one, and you're boom into another one, and yeah, it was yeah, really yeah. good. And they did it well. But you're right, if they if if they would have took those two seasons and stretched it over four, it would have been amazing. Yes. Okay, they had to. They were plowing into a lot of stuff, and I would say for Young Justice, the overall arching narrative for all four seasons, is really good. And yeah. when they mm-hmm. stick on something for a season, it's a it's a very specific reason. Yeah. And the payoff is always good. I think that's the one that they yeah. do a good job for. Because this okay.
2: season, we we got a whole new uh, antagonist added um, with the light still being the background sort of overarching. But then also, Dark side is lurking out there. And yeah. you already know that at some point, He's the biggest, the baddest of them all, you know, in terms of DC villains, you know, um, and mm-hmm. and power and powerhouses. So you already—that's the thing about Young Justice, and that's why we we're pleading for another season is because we know that the conflict, we the ultimate conflict, idea. the <laughs> ultimate exactly conflict that we were we we're gonna get is when is when Dark Side steps in and decides okay, well, what? wait, to borrow a phrase from his Marvel counterpart, uh, fine, I'll do it myself. It <laughs> is like, yep, yep. okay, I'm done waiting. I know where the anti-life equation is. I am going to get it. In my anywhere. way, Omega Beams, in every yeah. direction you want yeah. <laughs> let,
3: let, let me ask one more question. This is yeah. a personal thing to me. Is Lobo anywhere in these two seasons?
1: Oh, yes. Oh, dude. Only yes. in the third. The thirty is. Not in the third. And yes. it, it, is, it is amazing. Thank yes. You. That's it, all it, I ask. Amazing. amazing. I'm going to watch it and, and, then, and then again, it goes back to the same thing where it's like when they it, when they decide to use characters, they use it very deliberately and for yes. a very specific reason. So yeah, when yeah. Lobo shows up, it's not because Dobo just shows up. There's a very right. specific reason that he's there for. And he's awesome, yeah. of course, because it's Lobo. But... And I like that they do that because it's like again, I go back to they do what Marvel does so horribly is it's like Marvel, I dude, I worked on the Marvel website. They have three thousand four hundred and fifty-seven characters. That was back then. Probably have more now. But they have so many characters that they can pluck from obscurity and give them life and do whatever they want. The one thing I would say for Young Justice and Justice League Unlimited, they do really well is they really do pick. Random ass characters throw them into a narrative, but then make sure that they're there for a specific reason. So when Lobo yeah, I mean, shows up, you're like, oh, you're happy because you're like, oh shit, Lobo. But Lobo. he's there for a very specific reason. And yeah. when he shows up again, he's also there for a very specific reason. You're like, this is dope.
2: And he okay. folds well into the to the to Perfect. the mythology. I mean, he. This is so random, but I laughed at his um, at his dialogue because he had a, a, an insult for. He had a, a, a what was he? He had an insult for literally everybody in that Key Femme. Femme And like the, <laughs> I, I love when Artemis threw it back at him and she's like, she calls him a Keezy fam or something like that, or you can't do nothing with these Keezy fam or something she said, but like he the bastages, like he had he had like a curse word for everything that wasn't an actual curse word. And it, and it was <laughs> It was brilliant and it worked well. It wasn't like here listening to people say frack,
1: you
0: know, yeah,
2: wink,
1: yeah, wink. Exactly. And, and, <laughs> and,
2: and
0: also... Hold on, hold on, let me throw this out there. If you want just a quick distraction for two seasons, watch, watch Krypton. The live action series. It starts out looking like it's not going to make a of sense. That lasts for one episode. Everything starts to fall into place literally immediately after that.
3: What is this on? Uh, it was on. Sci-fi, it, was on know,
2: probably, it, was sci-fi? it was on Sci-Fi, so it's probably on like Peacock. On Peacock, yeah, you could probably find it on Peacock, yeah. Or yes. you may actually be able to find it on HBO Max because it technically oh, right, a, it's, a, a, it's DC a DC property and the Warner property, so right. oh, okay, I thought I would
3: Get on the, 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 the open waters, and in fact, <laughs> get on my I, pirate. All <laughs> <you know, laughs> right, all right, <laughs> like, I Captain. No, but you
2: probably can get it. Um, on, I'm pretty sure it's on HBO Max because I think, think it I is. Yeah, you're right. You might be right in the DC's collection. But Josh is right, it's a solid two seasons. Of um, it's interesting. I don't like Superman, uh, that much. His stories, um, bleh, boring, boring, very boring, too powerful um uh, i don't buy it like uh alien comes from from another world he's white and he's powered by the sun you know i don't i don't i don't buy it <laughs> but um but either way superman's character um is really not it's like seeing in the background and secondary it works um all the actors were really really well and um I think that show just was on sci-fi. That was the problem. That's like, it, one problem. If it was yep. if it was on um if the, for example, if DC Universe had launched it, and then when HBO Max launched, like Titans it would still be on. It would still be on because it honestly, those two seasons are better than what Titans have done in yes. the three seasons. Um, because Titans each season is a perpetual letdown, you know. As it's, far like, it's like it's almost good every season. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and to mention that, you know, Titans—it's just sad that Young Justice is literally. Titans should be the live-action Young Justice to be blowing yep. the doors off of everything. Yep, great cast, um, visuals are great, um, but
1: when Akiva Goldman writes an episode, it's cool. <laughs> but that's but and I, and I would say for Titans, every time I'm like, "Hey guys, is uh, Titans as good as Young Justice?" And you guys are like, "No." I'm like, nope. "All right." So I'm not gonna watch Titans then. <laughs> it's, like, it's literally what it comes down to. Because I mean, I don't have any motivation
0: to continue watching Titans after. Yeah. That. I, after I, yeah,
2: last I, season, when they completely bo- they botched the yes. the <laughs> the death in the family story, and not just botched it, like literally took it, ripped it up, and then used like. Uh, Edgar's... Elmer's glue to put it back <laughs> together. <laughs> it was bad, you know. It was bad, and it was just the way they yeah, did it that made it uh, bad. That's wack. Um, you know. There, that, that, was, that, there were a couple of bright spots. There were a couple
0: of bright spots. The dude who played um, who played Scarecrow was
2: amazing, despite being given garbage. That's Vincent Carthizer, the guy that yes. plays. Um, he was in Mad Men, but he was he also. Before that was uh Connor, Angel's Son,
3: mm-hmm. in uh
2: in the Angel's oh. movie
1: series. Yeah. Nice. Oh, he plays Scarecrow? Okay. He word, plays word. John, played the hell out nice. of Scarecrow, yes. bro. So, it's, so, he's it's, a good actor. He's a really good actor. He is and the he one did.
0: shining thing in this past season that 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 if you were to venture
1: to watch, that's the thing you're watching for. Mm-hmm. His performance. Do not yes. watch. <laughs> <laughs> so I would say that other thing too is just like um so right now they're really waffling between giving young justice another season or officially saying that. I think the the rumor mill is like it is, but like there's no official. They need to stop playing. You know? Yeah. they like they already canceled uh what was it Time Traveler's the time wife, tra- husband, wife. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they clearly they clearly, <laughs> they they clearly got the Time some,
0: Traveler's yeah. wife?
1: Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. They cut wow. that. They that came out like two weeks ago. So yeah. clearly they got Yeah, they got like they got a little extra budget. Just laying around, so I'm um, I'm hoping.
2: <laughs> just, well, they also uh, probably thinking like, do they really need that? I mean, House of Dragon is next month. Um, they got Westworld going. That's gonna go into that. Um, they pretty much got some heavy hitters right now, and probably gonna get a few more coming. So, and then that's not an easy novel to adapt. I mean, there was a movie made for it. it Tank too. So you know, it's it's just one of those things that. It's probably just not going to be able to adapt that into anything not a TV mm-hmm. series not a not a 2 3 hour movie um they said that about doom and doom has had what three adaptations now and mm-hmm. i love all three of them so you know maybe there's hope for the time travelers <laughs> wife
1: but yeah yeah i'm article. i'm i'm curious so like but i think that's the thing i'm i'm curious about where hbo wants to take it to because um it does have a strong uh following. It has, you know, pretty decent ratings from what the streaming people will tell you. It you know that you know, that's take it with a grain of salt. But mm-hmm. I think that's the other aspect of it too, where it's just like, you know, you have something that's a strong narrative, amazing character development, good lineage, you know, room to grow to do literally whatever they want to do. And a rabid and, fan base. And yeah, so I'm I'm so I mean, really hope a couple
2: movies like a couple uh Young Justice. Uh, side movies to oh, find those, huh? What I'd be here for that, oh, yeah. yeah. Like those years that, that they gap in between, like apparently, that Catwoman the Hunted story um, is set in the Young Justice continuity. Oh, so, they know that? yeah, I didn't know that. And I read, um, I was reading on Young Justice, like just the total production and where it's going, and it said, yeah, that that Catwoman. The Hunted series is apparently based on the Catwoman, the Selena Kyle of the Young Justice animated TV uh, show. So you ain't said nothing. she's a word, never, never appeared. I don't think. Uh, in you ain't said nothing but a word. Now I gotta watch it. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna check it out too to see what kind of loose. Because they're they're saying it's like more like spiritually connected. So it's set in the world, but her involvement is obviously not. She's might do some work for the light or be inadvertently interesting. interesting or something like that but i i was surprised to learn that that movie out of all the animated thing. oh i know what it was i was looking at what their list of their new dc animated universe films are so mm-hmm. it starts uh,
1: off after the
2: new after uh dark apocalypse apocalypse uh dark apocalypse war, war. Yeah. yeah, um it's Superman Man of Tomorrow which is a good a good one. Um and then there's the two Batman movies. Uh the the one that's set in the 70s which is hilarious. Yeah. That, that one is it's interesting, and, but those are standalones. And mm-hmm. then the the one uh the Justice Society, that's the next one continuity wise. But the Catwoman one is a listed as a standalone, but it, it lists in a box that it shares continuity with the Young Justice
1: animated series. All right, I'm with that. I might check it out now because I'll add that. i with that. Um, yeah. So now, like, bringing it back to the, to the end, I think, where do you guys want to see Young Justice go from here now that we've gotten to a little bit of glimpses of what's the next, you know, they, you know, they teased their season finale um, and how they did that. Um wrapping up the stuff that was coming from before, and again, the season finale was wrapped really, really well like yeah. like they Agreed. just any any little thread that was like you know kind of out there they 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 clipped it, made sure everything yeah. was all wrapped neatly and then and easily introduced the next quote unquote big bads for the next season so I mean where do you guys want to see it go from here uh D'Angelo, we, we, we'll you you first
2: I think I want to see um honestly, I think if they do renew it for a fifth season, I, I think this should be the final season. Um, and I think based on what we saw in that scene, I think it's time to move into in-game territory where Darkseid, we're starting to get more of it because we've gone through the gamut of everything that builds up to that. And I think leaving on that with those two characters, especially one of the two characters, we know that where that where side sort of goes with that, and so i think and there's nothing beyond her you know that you know like she's you got her like you can't get past that so i want to see in game stuff like i want to see it i would even love it if it's young justice apocalypse or whatever like the the last season just because i think we don't need more of the consternation between seasons of whether it's going to be renewed or not and i think a solid five, they get 26 episodes, so you got more than enough episodes. A solid fifth final season where we get the ultimate payoff of everything we've been building up to. Mm, that'd be dope. Josh, what are you thinking? Uh, I selfishly I think
0: they could do it as long as they want to do it. I, I am it while. So I'd be fine with wrapping up this particular with the light storyline and the the sort of pivot towards dark side. Um, but there's other threats that they can write about. Like I'm fine with whatever they do. If this is the last season, uh, I uh, if they if the if the next season is the last season, I'd be fine with it. Like I think you it, it's set up to go out that way. If they want it to but I'd be equally fine if they decided, you know what, we got renewed for another three seasons. Yay. I'm watching. I'm there. I don't mm-hmm. think they have to. It's just me being purely selfish as this show is arguably the best that you put it perfectly at the top of the show. This show is the best written anything out there, live action or animated. Yeah, so, sure. you know, if if there's more of that, you're not, you're not going to get a complaint out of me.
2: I agree. I think the D.C. world is wide enough to where it doesn't need to end with the mm-hmm. fifth season. And I think uh, just like Josh says, that's selfishly with me loving to see a beginning, middle, and solid yeah. ending. And a solid ending. not yeah. have yeah. something sort of go on and on to where it's overstated. So yeah, oh, you're right. You're right. I think that's
1: enough material to. you know. Yeah, that, I think that's the one thing I would say, too. I was like. It would be dope if they're like, yo, next season's our final season, so then they have a nice, complete bookend of what they want us to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Um, but they do have the the legs to, like, go as long as they want. They and it. and also, too, I mean, we go back, we say this all the time, where I'm like, if you're writing for any EU movie that's live action and you have not watched Young Justice, that's just... Big. That's just uh, write, writer writer malpack practice. It is. I couldn't have put it better. It's like, like of the pen. It makes no absolute sense. Like you have a cartoon that's literally eating everybody's lunch with a lesser budget, <laughs> and 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 even one episode shows you better about how they do their character development and how they do a lot of their narratives way more than just a lot of the uh, live action stuff, and so um i got to and as my final word i've gotten through a whole episode talking about dc i didn't talk about snyder so good job cam but but so much for that hey i gotta call it out i didn't give a pat in the back so but, much for that streak <laughs> but i think that they did a good job again you know of just you know i, I go back to the same thing man they take like random ass characters that you literally do not care about, don't think about on a regular basis, not even like, and like when I would actually highlight one episode where I actually watched the Green Lantern CG show, which not many people did. Not you know, animation wise, it wasn't that great. Story wise, it was really cool. But they brought one of the characters from that there was an original character into Young Justice, and that episode mm-hmm. actually was really dope. And it mm-hmm. actually furthered the narrative. It uh, established, uh, you know. Um, Freaking, uh, what's his name as a, another big bad? And um, and it's just one of those things where it's just uh, like, who, yo, what's his name? Uh, oh, crap. Why am I forgetting his name? You know, the big bad dude in the chair. Oh, uh, my God.
2: Metron. Yeah. yeah. Metron. Oh, Metron. There you go.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay. D'Ang- yeah. That's D'Angelo's. Yeah. D'Angelo's alter ego. So D'Angelo's mean, alter ego, D'Angelo. Metron. D'Angelo in cartoon form. <laughs> yes, 100%. He is literally the worst, but yeah. in all the calculated ways.
2: It's
0: for the
1: science. But they they brought him, they brought, to to show the devilishness of this character, they brought in a character from a previous um, series, um, Razor, and they brought him in, and it actually worked really, really Mm -hmm. well. And yeah. it, it furthered the narrative. It added in a new character that if you if you were a fan of the old show, you saw them and you got excited. If you had no idea who this character was, it didn't take away from it. It just added to the narrative. Yeah. And again, it was just a great example of using stuff from, from the old that quote-unquote might have not have worked and bringing it in and making sure everything had the same type of continuity without being cheesy or heavy-handed or anything like that. And, and so, what was like,
2: great about that inclusion was the fact that they could weave it into the world and it just worked you know i like how after razor um (laughs) after he chases they defeat metron and they send him back to his lab um orion and the other and i was a bear i can't remember which comes and they're like uh so because they destroy like a statue of all father or whatever Mm -hmm. and he's like uh orion's like so yeah what's up with all this what happened and uh, there's he he goes to explain. He's like, yeah. So Metron and, and Orion is like, oh, Metron. It's all good. It's <laughs> good. It's say, good. say no more. Say no, say more. Say no, no more. more. Metron. And, and so they have moments like that, even in the midst of like the most high stakes, Um, and it never undercuts anything. Mm-hmm. But it always reminds you that you're in this world where, even to the fact point that now uh superman often says uh the the league now quotes the kids um their slang like now they'll say things like uh well <laughs> or like and, God God. And, and they'll say it uh, while another leaguer is next to them and they'll be like what <laughs> and, 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 and yeah. like, oh, just, i think it's just something i heard the kids say and just keep going like it, mm-hmm. it's just a really really good detail sprawl world they built it up and like josh said it could keep going if, if they wanted to because of
1: just how how much detail is there they just you know yeah. nothing is random and nothing is wasted and they, they do a really good job because I mean even with the uh, the the relationship between Kilowog and Razor in the old show was oh, actually yeah. a, a, was a big part of the show like this is a kind of like very like curmudgeon type of character and Kilowog is a very like uh, boastful but also warm and loving type of figure and so at the end in, in this episode they have an embrace which is like pretty hilarious because it, it shows like the, the the passing of how these two characters have come together and, like they're actually like friends or whatever but uh, like you're right I like that. The the, the the use of language is one of the one of my favorite things in this where it's like yeah. when, they, someone, when someone says they're feeling the aster and it's not the people that normally say it, it makes it even mm-hmm. funnier because you know where they got it from and it's yes. a callback. So again, going back to what uh, D'Angelo said, it just fills out that world and that narrative where you feel like this is a fully lived in world that yeah. everyone is in it whether it's Batman, whether it's Superman whether it's Wonder Woman, whether you see them or not, these kids have made the impact on the full uh yes. world of you know of these superheroes right. yeah, yeah in this universe and that makes it really really good so you know yeah so we as you can see we we enjoy this show
2: <laughs> yeah, i think this is like learn lines top show after the expanse
1: right like yeah. yeah yeah. Yes. Right about cosine 100% 100% it's it. should, should yep. tell
2: you that in itself should tell you where we stand with uh young justice so yes uh, for the powers that be is listening Give it that fifth season. If it's the final, we'll take it. Yep. But they, we, need, we need one
1: more because they deserve the opportunity to finish their story. A hundred percent. And I think that's the main thing where it's like, and all the folks that haven't watched it and they're a little distracted, like, yo, check it out. Let us know that we're wrong or right. Either way, we'll take it. <laughs> and uh, we'll go from there. But once again, this is Blurred Lines and we are out
3: bring back constantine peace
1: (laughs) you know the one one character that's actually not in young justice right yeah 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 Yeah. oh yeah there you go we yeah and
2: that that's an interesting point that he hasn't showed up but you get the sense that he does exist out there somewhere this is true. There is true. Yes. Alright, we out. We out. Really out for sure. <laughs> Peace. Brace. For the house of solid. Build.